life of greatness to me is a life of service. I believe that we're here on this earth to learn and then to share our learnings with others and to be able to help others on their journey. I think that is an important part of creating a life of greatness. I think a life of greatness is also a life filled with love, not fear. This part of the podcast serves as like a beautiful conclusion to the episode that was, but I also release it separately as like a trailer for anyone who's maybe a little bit more time poor and it feels like they want to get a bit of more of an idea of who you are before they dive into the full episode. So those five questions are the same for everyone. Um, and I finished with, I think the most profound one, the first being, if you could recommend only one book or one podcast to someone listening, what would that be? Wow. Uh, our, the book would be Deepak Chopra, Deepak Chopra's Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. I think I listened to that book because I, I listen to all my books on Audible. I think I listen to that once a year and it's, it doesn't take long. It's not a big book. And it really gives lays out the principles for success in your life. And I think that it's so wisdom-filled. So I highly recommend that book. And then as far as a podcast episode... I would say listen to that Ephraim Finch episode on a life of greatness. It, it's just the most moving episode I think I've ever done. It's full of so much wisdom. And I think for anyone to hear his story will enrich their life so much. So those would be my two favourite. Well, that's definitely going to be my afternoon listen. So I'm looking forward to that. I'll give you some feedback too. I can't Amazing. wait to, to hear that. Um, all good, of course. <laughs> Um, the second would be, what's the one skill that you'd recommend mastering that significant, significantly improved your life? I think becoming consciously aware, just consciously aware of your thoughts, your words. I think the first real bit into becoming spiritual and leading the greatest life is to become conscious because once we're conscious, it opens us up to a world of so many possibilities. When you live life unconsciously, that's when life happens to you, not for you. So living a conscious life I think just makes anyone a better person. And the more that I can do that and just be conscious, like I said, of everything that I do, the more that I will choose the right thing to do and the right words to say and the better way to behave as a person. You know, I really want to dive into that a little bit there and show sure. my rapid fire rule because you said something there about choosing your words wisely. And I've often thought about this and actually a podcast guest of yours who I'm a big fan of, Mo Gordett, made me really aware of this recently. I was listening to his podcast on um, Stephen Bartlett's channel, Diary of a CEO, and I listened to both of the episodes he was on, and I noticed how carefully, it was this particular morning, I just noticed how carefully he chose his words and how one or two times he corrected his choice of words to be more intentional. And I was thinking there's something about that that felt very humble in the sense that he wasn't trying to sound smart or he wasn't trying to sound profound, but he understood that the power of language on ourselves individually, you know, the words we speak into existence in our own lives and that form part of our beliefs in our brain, but also the way that those words have impact on others mm. is more profound than we think. And I've tried to be more aware of that over the course of the last few weeks and months of my life. Like the things that I say, and I can definitely be a, I can be a little bit guilty of, speaking incredibly kindly and empathetically to the people in my life, but being far less kind and empathetic to myself. Mm. And, you know, being more, I guess, just being more careful with my words 
Have you found that's changed and, and made huge change and impact in your life personally? Oh, absolutely. I think the way that I speak to my children, you know, I'm very careful sometimes of how I talk to them and what we talk about. And, you know, you slip up, of course, you're human. Everyone does. But I'm very conscious of that. I was having a conversation with someone the other day that I think your listeners and yourself might feel might be really interested in and it it talks about the power of words when something happens in your life that might be traumatic so going back to kind of what we previously spoke about it might be an instance it might be a diagnosis but something that wasn't that that was full-on the more we speak about it if we still have an emotional attachment to it the more that we're creating those negative feelings in us every day so for instance, I'll take a, a story that I heard about a lady who, this actually comes from Joe Dispenza's book, Becoming Supernatural. He speaks about a lady who basically her, one day her husband just jumped off a building and it was really traumatic, you know, because that happened and she had no idea he was even having mental health issues or anything and left her with the three kids and she was beside herself. And consequently from that, she got a lot of health issues and a couple of months would pass and she would tell people the story of what happened. The brain does not know the difference between something that happened yesterday or something that happened three years ago. So the more she kept telling the story, the more she was recreating those horrible feelings that she had the moment that she was called to find out that this man had, her husband had died. And I've seen this in other people as well that they say have, uh, I don't know, something negative that happens to them and they're constantly talking about it and constantly talking about it when they still have that emotional connection to it means that they're bringing up these negative thoughts and feelings and they're living in that fight or flight situation, which is obviously they're not good for your health. The more that you stop speaking about it, the more you do not put yourself in the situation where your mind is thinking that this thing happened straight away. And yes, they may get to a point where hopefully there is no atta emotional attachment to that situation anymore or that encounter that happened or the diagnosis. And that's when it becomes wisdom. When there's no emotional attachment to that thing is when it becomes wisdom. But as we were saying, the power of words is so unbelievably strong and I think that we should be very cautious on not only how we use them when we speak to other people, but how we also use them on ourselves because they can be really effective and really non-effective. If we're always talking about what was me and how was your day? Oh, and then we're talking about the negative things. Well, that's when we're going to always focus on that. But when mm. we put the negative things to the side and just speak about the positive things, that's when we start being in that mind frame of positivity and happiness and joy and love. So I think... You know, you look at the word om and, uh, and, and it has such a, a, a huge vibration and it's the, they do that in yoga and uh, meditation because it brings on this, this current of, of godly-like, you know, substance to it. So the ancient people from Vedic wisdom and all these other places have known for a long time about the power of words and the vibration that they put into the world. So we need to think about that when we say anything in our life and especially when we're talking to others and also talking about ourselves to others far out that was bloody so spot on and it i think i've heard it from joe Dispenza before on a podcast but what you said there about the the fact that the brain can't recognize if still emotionally detached the trauma of past and trauma of present 
you know, we, we often forget that, don't we? And mm. that's probably why when we continue to live these experiences, I think probably that's most presently aware you hear of when people have maybe had like a marriage breakup or a relationship breakdown and they just want to share their story to get their side across to friends or family, but then they have to keep living through yeah. that experience. And you truly, you know, it takes so so long to heal and it takes incredible self-awareness to heal that I think what you said there is incredibly powerful and and I think also for the people listening, you know, or, or watching on, speaking about the, the careful choice of words also doesn't mean that you can't be authentic. You know, I love that the way you share story and you speak is so authentic, Sarah, and you have, you know, like you, you don't sound alike anyone or you don't explain things alike anyone else that I've actually sat down with before. There's, there's a real pure 100% of who you are as a human being in that storytelling and the way that you share, but, you know, carefully choosing those words can be something done authentically. So I love that. Absolutely. Thank you. No, oh, pleasure. Um, number three, the third question. This could also open a can of worms. Um, the, the challenge that you face that's required the most growth to overcome. That's a great question. I think... I think for me, it's, you know, something I'm still learning and I talk quite a bit about with people on the podcast is, is patience. So it's not like a huge challenge in the sense that it's a health scare or something like that, but it's a challenge in the sense that I feel that, you know, I need to work more on appreciating the journey rather than the outcome. And I think when you're in a field like you and I are in and you're always striving, or I know I am, you know, to do better and, um, get this and get that and that when you see your career flourishing you know you want to be able to just do the most that you can to help so many more people that it can get to a stage where you're not being as present as maybe you wanted to be and being in that moment and again you know I mentioned I have children and and giving them the time and the presence that they need which is important coming from a mother when you're raising kids I think to me that's just been a struggle that I haven't yet mastered. I'm completely aware of it, but I haven't yet mastered and something that I feel um, maybe in life a lot of us need to do and and really like it goes back to what we were saying, anything can change in an instant. So we need to make the most out of every day and be present in everything that we do or try to be at least be consciously aware of that and then try to be as present as we can and really, you know, put as much as we can into every situation that we're in and rather not wishing the time away. You know, you're, you sometimes, you don't have kids, but when you have young kids, people say, don't wish the time away because they're only young for a short period of time. And then sometimes when you have a baby, as amazing it is, it can be quite hard because, you know, babies sometimes don't sleep at night. And so, you know, you, you see yourself wishing away, oh, I can't wait till they're three months because then they'll get over this. And then when they're six months, I'll be able to do this and so forth. And I think that, that it, people say it for a reason because life is precious and those years are precious. All the years of our life are precious. And I think that's something that um, I'm striving to still achieve and something I haven't learned yet and something I'm faced with every day and uh, I can definitely work at it. Yeah, they say patience is a virtue, but bloody hell, it's a challenge, isn't it? And yes. I completely relate to what you're saying about, you know, being so driven and wanting to su succeed. And I was sitting here the other night at home watching David Letterman's series on Netflix, My Next Guest. I was watching him interview Kevin Durant and, you know, they're sitting in his home and the Brooklyn Bridge is behind him. And I'm like, 
oh my god like I you know I can't wait until the day that this has reached that point for me where I can connect with you know some of the biggest sporting stars in the world and hear their stories on that major stage and you know have this show that's on Netflix and all of that and then you think well actually the journey at the moment is bloody incredible and that's the exciting thing about the quest of life right is enjoying every moment presently for what it is but it is such a challenge because we're you know in the world of social media and in the world of tv on demand and you know we're, we're constantly given examples to compare ourselves to and as i say comparison is the thief of joy so i feel mm. like it's a challenge that is definitely not um it's definitely not unique to you and i it's definitely something i think everyone <laughs> faces in their own unique way i think so and i think social media has enhanced that as well seeing people putting out what they're doing and you perceiving them in a certain way even though you have no idea what their life is like because you're only seeing the positive because most people don't put the negative on those things and um, you create stories in your own mind that don't even exist so I think if we just focus on ourselves and what we're doing and enjoy that present moment then that is as we said where the real joy will come. You know, I heard someone the other day, it was actually on the diary of a CEO and he was talking about how quite often when we compare ourselves to others and I thought it was a really good point he said when we compare ourselves to others, we go, far out, I wish I had Elon Musk's success and, you know, his status and his business prowess. But he's like, but, you know, comparison or, or wanting to be like someone, it's not like this perfect pick your character situation where you get to take Elon Musk's success and couple it with, you know, the looks of Brad Pitt and then yeah, piece it together yeah. with the mindfulness of Jay Shetty. It's not quite how it works, you know. If you want that, you get all the problems and the challenges that come with them too and we've all bloody got them. So, That's um, very true. That's very true. Such a good point. Um, the fourth question is what's, a you know, a daily ritual or routine that's formed a part of your morning or, or your night time that sets your life up for success? I think... I often get asked this question and I think for me, um, you know, prayer has been a big part of my life and it's not that I'm praying to anyone in particular, but it's just a nice thing that I like to do. So I'll say the prayer of St. Francis in the morning, usually sometimes when I'm in bed um, in my head and then I'll go and I definitely do meditation and I've done meditation for a very long time and it's really changed my life and actually just released three new meditations on my website one for the morning and one for sleep for the night time and one for manifestation because that's always been my favorite so I'll go into meditation every morning and make sure that I do that and then I'll exercise a couple of times a week and I make sure that I always eat you know I eat very well I mean I you know also drink alcohol and things like that but not a lot um, I'm very aware that food is medicine and I make sure that I eat um, really nicely prepared meats and um, protein and make sure that it's all organic and I make sure that I eat good quality fruit and vegetables because again I know that uh, that our bodies are a temple and I'm not restrictive in the sense of uh, that I'll only eat certain things or um, I'm not vegan or anything like that but at the same time I also appreciate appreciate good quality food and I know what that does not only for the animals but also for us as humans so those are the morning kind of rituals that I have and um, routines that I've done for many years that have served me really well I love that sounds like a beautiful balance of things there and look the last question the, the closing piece of the podcast which is my favorite I feel like it's the most profound and I think it's a beautiful way to conclude every episode is if you could share one message with the world and encourage them to act on it 
what would that message be? I think if we just realized that, you know, we formed a life where we weren't as judgmental of other people as sometimes we are, I think that is really important. And then when doing that, realize that we're all here as, you know, the famous quote from Ramdas is to walk each other home. And I think it goes back to that idea of service that we do the best that we can in the world and help others on their journey because not only will it enrich our lives, but then it will enrich the lives of other people. And when you're doing that, there is so much joy and love that comes from being like that, that we then, you know, live our own life of greatness. And I feel like we've, we've done what we needed to in this lifetime and lived a, a really wonderful, a wonderful existence. I absolutely love that. Sarah Grinberg, you're an absolute pleasure to sit down and have a conversation with. You are, as I said at the start, someone who is very inspiring for the likes of myself in, in this industry, but also in this world as a human being. And that's the one thing I love, you know, I say it to my guests all the time, you know, it's, it's a real privilege to sit across from someone and appreciate them for their work and, and what they put out into the world, but to connect as two human beings and then appreciate them for, for who they are as a human and, and for their heart is a real privilege. So thank you so much for sharing your time with me. I'm going to make sure that absolutely everywhere that the amazing people who listen to and watch this show can find you is within the show notes. And I will be encouraging everyone to go ahead and listen to A Life of Greatness as well as diving into plenty of those episodes myself. Thank you so much. And it's been an absolute pleasure to be on your podcast and, um, and have this conversation with you today. Thank you so much. Take care, everyone.